Welcome to Work It, Live It, Own It, a show that explores how to upgrade your lifestyle through life lessons, real estate, and entrepreneurship. Here's your hostess, Sakola Lair. How many of you ever thought about starting your own business or you currently are in business and you are having a difficult time with sales? Sometimes it makes you feel sleazy and grimy just thinking about asking for that sale. Or you've been sold to, pitched to. You get those solicitation calls constantly on your phone and people are trying to give you that hardcore sale and saying, hey, we have limited spots available, so you need to act now. And you feel pressured and you don't like the way that they do things or they communicate the way that you need to buy their product. Well, in this particular episode, I'm going to be sitting down having a wonderful conversation with my friend and my person who I go to when it comes to sales, because, hey, I don't like to feel grimy or sleazy when I'm doing sales. But you know what? Sales doesn't always have to be sleazy. So in this particular conversation, I'm going to be sitting down talking to Janae Walker, who has been in the sales industry for over 19 years. She is an international personal growth and business development speaker, coach, and trainer. And like I said, she has been in education, medical, and advertising industries for over 17 years. She's also a chief inspiration officer at the Success Group Incorporated. She is tirelessly dedicated herself to serving people with the hopes to inspire to be the absolute best version of themselves. Jay is a devoted Christian who loves connecting with others and currently resides in South Florida. Thank you so much, Jay, for coming on. I, it's, it's like having a great conversation with the old friend. I know we haven't spoken in a few months, but it's good to have you on. So thank you for coming on and talking with us today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you're one of my favorite people and just having the honor to watch you succeed over the years. And I know we've talked a lot about growth and selling. And so it's really good to be here on your podcast. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And it's an absolute pr- pleasure. So Janae, you've been in this a lot longer than I have when it comes to sales. What really sparked your interest into coming into the path? Because one point you were a pharmaceutical sales rep, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. So what led you or guided you? Tell us your story of what led you into the sales industry and how you got your start. Yeah, so it actually goes back to college. What a lot of people don't recognize is that my bachelor's degree is in theater. And one of the things that I absolutely loved about theater was the audition process. Actually getting the part was the boring part for me. Like I enjoyed the thrill of the yes or no. And so when I was looking at grad schools to attend, um, I was talking to a recruiter and she said, how about business? Maybe you can do something in sales. And I started thinking, I'm like, oh, that's almost like an audition, right? You show up to a customer, you give them a presentation, they either give you a yes or a no. So I said, hey, why not? I gave it a shot. And when I finished up with my master's program, I got my first selling job down here in Florida. And um, I've been in love with it ever since. And, and this December will actually be 20 years for me that I've been 
a sales and marketing professional. So yeah, I can't believe that I'm even saying that because it feels like yesterday being on that first job, but yeah, 20 years. Wow. You know what? It's funny because you and I are so similar. My background, my undergrad was speech theater telecommunications. I had no clue. And the thing I did not like about it was the audition part. <laughs> yeah. Just you put me there, put me in the element, put me in the zone, I'm there. But you just looked at it in a positive way. You were waiting, you got the adrenaline from the yes or no part. Yes. Yeah. But the actual job part was kind of boring to you. So we were kind of opposites <laughs> about that. But yeah. You know what? I have to share this with people too, because a lot of people may not know this. And this was something I discovered about Janae a few years back. She is a wonderful singer, you guys. That was another thing I meant to mention. Yes, she is a wonderful singer. She can do karaoke like nobody's business. So, Cola, you surprised me because I had no clue you were even going to bring that up. <laughs> well, this is a real relatable yeah. conversation, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's my thing. Singing is my unwind. I remember, you know, being in pharmaceutical sales and having such a rough week and Friday night going to karaoke and where I just got to cut loose. And that's where my theater stuff mm. shined, right? Because I was right. performing. Like, it wasn't just karaoke singing to me. Like, I became that artist when I was in front of those people on that karaoke stage. That's how I felt about it. And it just released so much like tension from like a hard day's work, which I know that a lot of people are wondering, like sales is so stressful. How do you relax? How do you like ease your mind? Well, singing, which is one of my pastimes, is my thing. It's something that I enjoy to do. I throw my whole self into it. And that's what I would recommend for people who you know, were seriously thinking about a sales career or if they were wondering like what it's like to calm down after like, you know, maybe rejection after rejection. Well, throw yourself into something that you absolutely love to do. You know what? That was something that I was going to ask you about because sales is hard. It's, yeah. it's challenging. It's difficult at best. You will probably get a lot of rejections. I never forget listening to one guy. He said he counted how many times he got a no. Mm -hmm. And it was over 600 times that he received a no. And it took that one yes to break down the door to, you know, open up to a whole new world of where he has a thriving business. So you found an outlet or you created an outlet for yourself that when you're having a rough week, this is something that was very cathartic. Yeah. Stress relieving for you. So yeah. that's great. That's yeah. phenomenal. But now, with sales, though, for people who have a hard time or difficulty mm -hmm. with sales, what have been some of the best ways that you found that you can still be authentic and still be relatable and yeah. feel good about yourself? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've sold some products in the past, and... If I don't feel convinced in your product, I don't feel convinced in what I'm doing and I don't feel great at the end of the day. And I feel like I got to take a shower after trying to sell mm -hmm. your products. Mm -hmm. What has been some of the things that you've learned along the way to still be able to sell with integrity? 
Yeah, well, integrity is something that's really important to me. I will not sell something that I do not believe in. Um, but I do believe that it's really important for people who are struggling with sales. I'm going to say that it's it goes back to being a mindset thing of what do you think selling is, right? Because if you think about selling and you think about it in a negative light, then you're not going to have fun with it. You're not going to enjoy connecting with other people. You're not going to want to get out there and do the things that make you successful. So first, you have to challenge yourself to understand what selling is. Selling is nothing more than helping other people solve problems. You know, someone once said that if you help enough people get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want. That's all that it's about. It's not about um, lying to people um, because that's just wrong. It's not about overcharging people because that's just wrong. You have to really be in it because you care for people, right? Mm -hmm. um, the second thing that I would say is that you really have to take time to learn a framework that's going to help you get out there and do the sales process. People that seem to struggle with sales, they don't know a sales process. They're out there having conversations with people and they really don't know how to guide those conversations. You have to have a way to guide the conversation to know exactly where you are at any given moment in that conversation so you can move forward and move that prospect to the next step. The third thing I would say is that you have to be emotionally connected to your project or product or your service, right? So anytime that I am selling something, I'm not looking for the stories that my company is going to give me about the product. I'm looking at my past experiences and how this product could have helped me before in the past or a friend or a family member. I'm thinking about different ways that we can use, you know, stories to compel people to act because when you think about selling it's all about connection right? right that's all you're connecting with somebody and you're helping them solve a problem but the way that you connect with someone is through sharing stories it's not through having a script it's not through saying everything the way that your company said you to say it it's not by just repeating words off of a piece of paper or a computer screen it's about connection so can Use your story, your life, your experiences. And if you don't have your own experiences, you can borrow them from your customers. You can borrow them from your friends. Call people up. Hey, I'm selling this product or service. Have you ever had any experience with it? You know, and use that until you begin to build up your own bank of stories to go out there and connect with other people. Girl, you just hit on so many touch points because <laughs> connection is what it's all about. Yeah. And I said this earlier in a previous episode or in a video I did way back, if you remember when we worked together when I was doing the video marketing, it's not about your brand and you are one and the same. So when you go out and you are talking to people and, and let's, the bottom line, guys, you have to sell or you don't have a business. Yeah. You have a hobby. Yep. Okay. So if you're not selling products, you don't have a viable business. But with that being said, it's about the authentic connections that you make. And so if you don't come across as relatable and people cannot connect with you, 
there's something about you that they are going to connect with versus someone else who sells the similar products that you yes. do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then you also mentioned something else. You mentioned something about a process, not a script, because I know in my line of work, they're all about scripts, 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 right? Mm-hmm. To get you started. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of it. I will. I know. <gasps> Shocker. I'm not a fan. <laughs> following scripts and doing things the way other people do it because again it has to fit with me and my core values but you mentioned a process Mm -hmm. so how do you develop a process if you don't know where to begin and you want to sell with integrity how do you develop a process well the good news is, is i've actually helped people develop um their own sales process through giving them my framework right So I have a framework that's worked for me for over the past several years. And no matter what industry, no matter what it is that I'm selling, this is a framework that guides conversation from the beginning of a sale before you even pick up the phone to that customer. I'm helping you design what it is that you need to be doing, what information you need, all the way to post-sale. How do you deliver customer service? How do you make that customer feel the gratitude that you have for allowing you to service them, right? So all is and, and all of that in between is the process that I help from, you know, building rapport to asking great probing questions through, you know, presenting whatever offer solution that you have, right? All the way down to getting someone to close that deal. That is a process. And instead of me saying, here's a cola, here's a script, use this script. You are, you're not Jay. You cannot sell like me. Your words are going to be different. And when I give you a script, you're going to feel inauthentic. You're going to be like, that doesn't sound right. Right. Mm-hmm. But you feel compelled to use it because they said that if you use this script, you're going to be successful, but it's the exact opposite. So what I do is I actually give you the framework and the process and you'll know step by step by step. Okay. This is how this part of the conversation needs to sound. Or this is some of the line of questioning I need to ask my customer in order for me to be able to help present a solution, right? So it's helping people to develop their words with their authenticity, with their integrity, but still allowing them a framework or a process to follow. So that way they're comfortable within their sales conversation. They don't have to go into a sales conversation not knowing what to say or feeling confused because they don't know where to lead the customer to next. No, all of that is a very comfortable process in your own way. So the framework is what I give. The process is what I give. The words is your part of the deal. And so the two mesh, and then that's how you have your very own authentic sales process that will work for you. Okay. That and that's true. I can validate that. I can vouch for that, guys, because I know a few months back you and I had a conversation and I'm actually getting ready to implement one of those things that you and I talked about mm-hmm. this upcoming week. And it's something that is more authentic to me and what I do. Just this month alone, I'm implementing two of those goals. And so here we're not trying to sales pitch you here on what Janae does, but what she is saying is actually true. Because if you take that framework and you mention something else in that framework is in the follow-up is not just saying, hey, have you had more time to think about what I said? (laughs) 
oh, we have another way for you to break down your payment. Mm -hmm, uh, so mm -hmm. it's more affordable to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So here's the thing, though, you did mention that I loved was when you follow up, you're just thanking them for the opportunity to meet Mm -hmm. with them, to talk with them. And I listen to It's a Good Life podcast a lot. And Brian Buffini said in one of his episodes that two words, people don't say thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your Mm -hmm. business. Thank you for the referral. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. It's no different than when you show up on a job interview. Whether you get the job interview or not, if you are not sending an email thanking them for the time to actually sit down to see if you two were a good fit for that company, a lot of people get turned off. You may have won or aced the interview. Mm-hmm. And I've done, I don't know about you, but I've sat on the interview worst side and interviewed people. And they could have aced that interview and something in that the follow-up, they did not follow up. They just yeah. walked away thinking, I got it. And yeah. sometimes they didn't end up getting it yeah. because they didn't follow up with the follow-through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, follow-up is king. You you know, in anything, you have to learn how to follow up. And the reason why I say you should always follow up, because remember, whether or not somebody does business with you, it doesn't mean that the relationship has to end. And selling it is about building relationships. So if you don't do business with me today, it doesn't mean that in two weeks or two months or two years that you won't do business with me. But it's my Mm -hmm. job as a professional to keep that line of communication open. So I always say, if you did business with me, thank you. If you did not do business with me, Thank you for allowing me some of your time. I really just enjoyed the conversation. And you know what? I'm going to follow up on this piece of information that you spoke about because I think that that's really informational. And I'm going to take that to light. Do you mind if I call you in a month and just let you know what I found out about that? Keeping the lines of communication open. That's called nurturing the customer, Mm -hmm. nurturing the sale. You have to be very intentional about it, but you're making it about them. If a customer says no, you're supposed to learn from that. That's where that rejection mindset comes in, right? We're not supposed to just take the no and stick our tail between our legs and just go away and go and find the next prospect. No, it's like, how can we keep the lines of communication open for like you? If you're working with a potential, you know, someone that's looking at a property, right? I'll be honest with you. When I was looking at my property, I stopped the process three months before I actually found my house because I was, I was perturbed by what I was seeing out there on the marketplace. However, it was because the realtor called me and said, hey, I know you were having some struggles. Let me share with you what I found out recently that might be able to help you out. It was that phone call that got him this deal on this house. Mm. So when I say follow-up is king, it's because the the sale might not have closed, but the relationship is still open if you want it to be. And that's the other part of sales. And that's what I teach because 
a lot of people make more money in the follow-up than they do on the other side of the sale. It could result in more upsells, cross-sales, or referrals, Mm -hmm. right? So we have to be mindful of how we are communicating to our customers who said yes and to our customers that said no. We have to be mindful of that. Okay, so what do you do if you are in business, someone's in the business and they are at a loss for words mm-hmm. and what to say in the follow-up and the follow-through? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you may get stumped by the no, mm-hmm. right? Or you get so excited by the yes and you're like, okay, what do I do next? What do I do? Yeah. Let's just be honest. Okay, I'm being real. Let's be real. And what advice would you give someone who may be at a loss for words or to find that peace in the conversation to say, hey, I'm going to take this piece of information. I'm going to take it as a learning tool and I'm going to follow back up with you. Would you mind if I follow back with you in a month or so? What do you, how do you help people when they're at a loss for words to even get, keep that conversation going? Yeah, well, that's a really great question. So I like to make sure that my clients have a customer journey, right? So if you know what the next thing is for your people that say yes and what the next thing is for your people that say no, then it's easy for you to put them where they need to go, right? Thank you so much for saying yes to buying my product and service. The next step is let's have an onboarding call, okay? Thank you for showing up to this meeting. I'm so sorry this didn't work out for you right now. But you know what? I have this email letter that I send out once a week with some really great tips. It probably can help you at least get some information to spawn you to that point to where you could be ready at some point. Would you love for for us to connect that way? Right? So you're having a place, you have a plan for them to go to. or The third part of that is active listening. If you don't have a place for them to go and they give you some really good feedback, it's really taking a step back, letting that ego go and saying, you know what? You bring up a really good point that I haven't thought of. I'm going to sit on this and I'm going to think on this and I'm going to see if I can create something based off of what you're saying. Uh, Can I call you and let you know how this works and maybe you can give me some some more feedback on that and just simply invite the customer into your process who doesn't love to help somebody the you know in their process or with their product or service people love to help psychologically no one will say no <laughs> we just don't want to be that mean person that says no to someone asking for help so ask for help you know hey listen can we connect after I think about what the feedback is that you gave me. And you can tell me if that would be a better solution to what I have. I like it. I like it. So one, me and my brain, I am a right brain person, but sometimes the left side of my brain is like, okay, I need a flow chart. (laughs) If they say yes, go this way. If they Uh say no, go this way. Uh And so guys, if you are a left brain person, because some of us, I, most of us, we have both sides. It's yeah. just one is more dominant than the other. 
Yeah. When it comes, when you say processes to me immediately, I'm like, okay, I need a flow chart. You know, I need to map this out. Yeah. Yeah. And, but most importantly, guys, be a good, active listener. There's an old proverb that says, be swift about hearing and listening and slow about speaking. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. sometimes we can talk ourselves out of something. Yeah. And you may have had that person and they may have been willing to work with you. But did you really take the time to listen to their needs, what they want, what they desire? And if they're skeptical about working with you, have you had an experience? Have you worked with a realtor? Have you worked with a pharmaceutical sales rep? Have you worked with a car salesperson before? Whatever it may be, tell me your experience about the time you worked with it. Because then you will find I've done this before or I have trust issues. I have someone now who I just worked, who I just signed on as a client that said, I have trust issues. Mm -hmm. And they went through five other realtors before they got to me. And you know what they said? They didn't say it to me, but they said it to their friend who referred them to me was I liked how she followed up quickly, promptly, followed through. And I think that we are a good fit. We were willing to have that conversation. It was virtual, like the one we're doing now. But I said, hey, let's sit down, have a virtual conversation. That way we can see each other virtually face-to-face. We can interact with each other. And then we can decide if we are a good fit for each other. And I think that's the other important thing, too. I don't know about in your line of work, but I find I don't want to take on any and everybody because any and everybody is not the right client for me. Mm-hmm. because there are going to be some that may try and text you late at night. I tell my clients at a certain time, if you call, text, send an email, I will not respond until the next day after this time. So set your business up for success, but also let them know professionally there are some boundaries, but follow up, follow through, have those conversations with people, connect with them. Create a process. If you don't know yeah. how to create a process, then reach out to my girl, Janae, here. Because yeah. I'm telling you, in a 45-minute conversation you and I had, you were like, Sakola, so-and-so, and so-and-so. I mean, she was just... <laughs> and I'm like, hold on, Janae, we need to record this conversation. Because <laughs> I couldn't keep up the notes. But it was a way to actually, she listened to me. And then she walked through the process and said, Sakola, this is what I see you doing. And I think this is where you and shine and flourish so yes there is a way to sell with integrity yeah and then you talked about the maintaining the healthy side too and you mentioned you had a bad week earlier in our conversation so tell me what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've had to face in the sales industry I mean because how many people actually stay in the sales industry in the line of work that you've done mm-hmm. for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how did you overcome those challenges? Yeah. Um, well, you know, no matter how much success you have in any industry, you still have to deal with mindset, right? So there's times where I get really hard on myself. I struggle with perfectionism. Um, I always want to have 
um, the top sales. I always wanted to be at the top of the list. If I was at the bottom of the list, oh my God, that was just a whole different. And I have been at the bottom of the list, believe it or not. I have not had all good months. I have not had all good quarters. You know, sales for me was always an up and down, up and down type of a thing. And I had to learn how to ride the wave. But more importantly, one of my managers and directors helped me with my mindset and they really didn't even know. There was this time when I was selling and I was in medical sales and I had a horrible month to the point to where I didn't sell anything for the entire month. None of my deals closed. And I was so nervous. I had to go into the meeting, the team meeting, where they reviewed everybody's results and, you know, regular team meeting type of stuff. And I was mentally preparing myself. I said, I know they're going to talk about the results. I know I'm going to have to answer for not having any sales. I know that they're going to come down on me. I might get written up. Like all these things were going through my head. Well, when I went to the meeting, when they got to my name, they said, Jay um, brought in zero sales for the month. And then the manager and the director, they started laughing. And they were like, what a fluke. You know, how could this be that Jay, this must have been, there must have been like some type of error. Jay, can you tell us what were some of the things that happened to you that didn't allow any of your deals to come through? And I was like, wow, they didn't say Jay was a bad person. Jay sucked at sales. How could Jay not bring in any sales? They were like, this is such a fluke. Jay, do you want to talk to some of the challenges just in case anybody else has the challenges? And lo and behold, it really wasn't me. And so what that taught me was here I was beating myself up all weekend in preparation for this meeting where I thought I was going to have to go in and defend myself, where the people who were looking at me and saw my results before didn't look at me in a negative light. They thought that this definitely couldn't have been Jay. If Jay came up with zero, there's something wrong with the process. And that's the type of confidence that I had to learn how to say to myself, not to say that there's nothing that I could do better because there's, you know, selling is like a sport, you know, it's like, a, you know, an NBA player or an NFL player. You can't say you're just going to show up on Sunday without having to practice during the week because you might hurt yourself, right? And so selling is just like that. So I, I do want people to understand that this is the type of career where you have to continue to perf- perfect your craft. But how I thought about myself um, was extremely important. But hearing how other people thought about me and my skill set and the brand that I brought to that company, the personal brand that Jay was, they knew Jay was there to deliver. And if she didn't bring in something, something was wrong somewhere else. It definitely wasn't her. And that made me change my mindset or my self-talk to myself. And so that's a very important part of selling or anything that you do when you are based on your performance, when you are judged on your performance, you have to get your mind right. Um, Some of the other struggles that I faced in my career were racism. I mean, let's just put it out there. I'm a dark-skinned female and, you know, in an industry where you rarely see people who look like myself. Mm -hmm. And 
having to navigate that was a little rough for me because I just thought if I performed that I was going to be okay. Well, yeah, in a certain set, you are going to be okay. But then what happens to the other opportunities when you do outperform and you do outshine other people who don't feel like you deserve to outshine or outperform anybody just by the color of your skin? So that was a struggle for me. And how I overcame that was just making sure that I stayed true to who I was, learned to stand up for myself in a very respectful way. And the third thing I did was, okay, if you're not going to give me a seat at the table, I'm going to build my own table because eventually I'm going to do what I was brought here to do, which is to teach people how to sell, which is the other skill set that I have. and. That's what I did in 2015. I created my own table. And now because I've created my own table, people are starting to notice and to see, hey, she, you know, she's really not only good at selling, but she's good at transferring sales skills to other people. And I don't need a company to do that. Fortunately for me, I work with a company that believes in me enough to allow me to train their sales reps. But before that opportunity, for years, I've been working at my own table, doing my own thing. And so no matter what happens out there on the corporate space, and I love working in corporate America, I never really saw myself as an entrepreneur, but I was forced to go down that route in order to do what I love to do. So those were the two biggest things I could say it was, or I should say three, you know, mindset, racism, and how do I continue to bring forth my, my talent, my passion, and, and still do it no matter if somebody gave me a yes or a no. Okay, child over nothing else to be said, child on it. That's it. The end. Oh, God. No, I I can relate. I've been in profession where there's not many that look. I mean, this is prior to real estate, and I have people walk past me. I go to shake their hand, wouldn't lock eyes with me. Go to my assistant, one of my assistants, and think, okay, that's the person I was supposed to talk to, and they're like, no, 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 you need to talk to her. And so you, you learn and you take that time, guys, take that time to feel what you feel. I may have to go into this later in another episode, but your feelings are valid. You were created with feelings and emotions to feel those things. Allow yourself time and space to feel whatever you're feeling on the inside. I give myself personally 72 hours and then it's time to pick myself up, dust myself off and say, okay. I'm a hustler by nature. So therefore, what are you going to do now to invest in yourself? If you don't receive what you need to succeed, don't stay where you're tolerated. You go where you're celebrated. And if that means you create your own space, your own table, Mm -hmm that aligns with your core values, then do it. Yeah. 
And I was there. I was there when you started in 2015. Yeah. I can't believe it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and now you're an international speaker helping yes. other people authentically yeah. sell. That's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. It, it feels so good to just be in a place where everything aligns. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I created, you know, my business based on my my values. I work for a company that shares my values during the day. And literally, like God has given me this space where there's no delineation. All I do all day long is help people learn to sell, whether it's at my job or in my business. I don't know how much better aligned anyone can get than that. So I'm definitely blessed in that. And I would share with people, if you're struggling to move up or to get the role that you really want, or, you know, you can't get a seat at the table, maybe that's God's way of telling you that you have to serve people at your own table until that other, you know, opportunity comes along where you can be just as aligned as I am. And you can be doing the same thing all day long. Uh, it sucks. It, it's hard. It's uh, mentally taxing when people are constantly telling you that you have the skill set, that you have the talent, but they can't give you a seat because they never had anybody look like you go into that seat before, or they're afraid of what other people are going to think if you go into that seat, or they're just naturally intimidated, right? Because there's a lot of that going on for whatever reason. Maybe that's a sign that you need to create your own table. But whatever you do, don't stop. Don't stop just because of what someone else says. You keep on going. Where there's a will, there is a way. Mm. Yeah. Girl, we could talk about so many different things on so many different <laughs> topics. I'm going to have to bring Janae back. Just like a sample. We can, you know, demystifying sales and the sleazy side of sales, the selling with integrity is what we're talking about today. But Janae, you know, you're coming back, right? Okay. Yes. So we're going to have to talk about some other things yes. on work it, live it, own it. But listen, here's a rapid fire question to close out yes. our conversation today. If your life was a movie or a book, what would the title be? Oh, that's a really, really, really Good question. Um, you know what? I, I would say that I would have to say unshakable. Um, not because I've never been shaken. That is so not the truth. It's because I've gotten to the other side of it in different areas of my life, whether it's selling, whether it's mindset, whether it's thinking, thinking, whether it was, you know, whatever obstacle I had, I went through it and came out on the other side victorious because I believe that whatever happens to you, you have the ability to learn through it. You have the ability to learn through it. And that's what makes you unshakable. And having that confidence in knowing that you can learn through it. Not that everything's going to turn out exactly the way that you want it. But the one thing that you can control is that you can learn through it. And once I learned that I can learn something or learn to do something, then I can sit in the confidence of that. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's where the unshakable really comes from, is that I know that I know that I know that I have the ability that no matter what comes before me, if I don't know how to do it, I will figure it out. And if I have to figure it out on my own, so be it. There it is. Mic drop. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much again here. I'm giving your flowers. I'm giving you the gratitude. And I'm giving yours back. Again, so much. It's been wonderful, guys. Don't forget to download. Guys, look, I'm not going to tell you don't forget. Y'all need to just go ahead and download this episode. Bookmark it. Save it. Save it with your tribe. Save it with your girlfriends, your family members, whoever else, your colleagues, whomever else is closest to you that needs to hear this message because we touched on so many viable, valuable points today. Girl, you know you're coming back. That's all I got to say. Coming back. back. And can I just say for a moment that if there is anybody out here that wants to understand how they can learn how to sell better, have better sales conversations, increase their um, conversion, learn how to build trust and credibility through their career, whether you are a career salesperson or an entrepreneurial seller, I got your back. I actually am in the process of creating the Sales Success Society, which is going to be a safe place for all of us to come together and work out how we can grow our business or grow our territory. So if you are interested in um, getting in on that program, um, definitely reach out to me on any forms of social media at all forms of social media is just my first name, last name. So at Jeanne Walker, and that is spelled J-A-U-N-A-I Walker. And that's where you're, you'll be able to find me. And if you inbox me on any of those platforms, um, anybody that's Sakola um, that comes from this show, Sakola's show, I will gift you a free membership to the Cell Success Society. All right. So again, you know how to spell my name. <laughs> People mispronounce it all the time. People mispronounce your name too, so you yeah. get it too. Mm-hmm. So just mention my name, Sakola Lair, and there you are. And then Jeanne also has private Facebook groups. So do you want to tell them where they can connect with those two? Yeah, so the one that I kind of stay in the most is the Bold and Brilliant Boss Squad. That's where you're going to find like a whole bunch of other like-minded people who are growing their careers, growing their business. Uh, we usually have meetings. We just had a meeting this morning. Um, we have this little club within there called the Get It Done Crew where we meet up every second and fourth Saturday and we just get stuff done in our business. So if you're interested in any of those groups, look, um, just go ahead and submit Um you know, the little questionnaire on Facebook and I can add you in the group, but it's the Get It Done crew or the Bold and Brilliant Boss Squad. And um, just, rec- you know, say that Sakola recommended you and I will add you into those groups and you're more than welcome to come to any of our meetings as well. All right. Thank you so much, Jane. Appreciate it. And mm-hmm. guys, Don't forget to tune in for future episodes. And most importantly, don't forget to work it, live it, own it in your everyday lives. Take care.